right and the left. That's correct. You are. Because you're living on a line. You wanted car. Okay. Yeah, I knew if I threw this it. time. It's a bit aggressive, but yeah. Yeah. it it did work. Uh, we have a lot uh, to cover today. I there's a lot of discoveries that have been made this week. Um, the first of which was I got a very puzzling text message from Aaron um, <laughs> uh, about 30 minutes before the beginning of this recording, okay. which I'm going to read uh, out on air. Oh hell yeah. Um, <laughs> Hey man, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it for 6.30. I'm just getting out of work now and have to go in the opposite direction of my house to go pick shit up from my house. Sounds like <laughs> moving related stuff. Oh, maybe his old house? <laughs> I oh, guess. Wow. Well, whatever. Let's just let oh, that ride. Gonna, uh, it's been just... weeks. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been weeks. Uh, so yeah, well, he's... You know he's gone. Um, yeah. but we've brought dead. we've brought uh, we've brought Paz in to help us spin through some news. Um, as as the listeners know, there's always a lot of news to cover. Uh, how are you, gentlemen, doing? Uh, Paz, how are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. If I might offer an unofficial sponsor for the episode, sure. Hillsboro Beer. Local okay. brewing. Shout it's out. fantastic. Trying their cream ale for the first time. Very good. If somehow one of you hears this, send me more. They probably uh-huh. will. We have official sponsors as well, but we'll get into those later. Blue Chew is one of them, and I'll explain <laughs> why in just a bit. Um, we uh, what else did what else do we have? Car. Um, a lot happened with you. I made sure to note it on on our on our at the end of our. Uh, episode uh, of Over the Line, which you can find on Patreon. Go to the Patreon people. Uh, we had a discussion post episode recording that you were not going to be around for the weekend because busy weekend. Busy weekend. Uh, because you were doing what? What was that car? What were you doing? I was down in New Orleans. I was down in the Big Easy with Meatbird. With Meatbird, right? With yeah. Meatbird. And you did you participate in a volleyball tournament? No, we sure did. Yeah, yeah. We oh, sure did. wow! So tell me about that. Tell me uh, uh, how did it go? Um, you know, this, the listeners want to know. Yeah, sure, sure. This was an interesting one. This was an interesting one. Uh, I had never played this format before, but uh, you played on a fours court, which, if you're familiar or unfamiliar, I suppose, that's a little bit bigger than a twos court because it's meant for four people, and you can field any team you want of number of number of players between one and six, which. Uh, oh. Yeah, co-ed, uh, or all men, or all women, whatever. Why and would then, you have women on this? Anyway, keep going. Well, yeah, yeah we can move, <laughs> pa- move past that. Why uh, indeed, Bird, would you yeah, have why? women on a volleyball court? That's right. Uh, yeah, on the yeah, boys' so, court. Anyway, it was some interesting rules. Uh, we lost uh, our match for second place, which was kind of a bummer. But we won some shirts, uh, and we were the only one out, ones out there playing uh, with two people. So I, I felt uh, like it was, 
That was some very liberal media wording there. You lost your match for second place. Mm-hmm. Mean you that means you took third place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I couldn't no, quite put... have to mean he took no better. Oh wait, no third. Right? Right. So do you, you, right? Wasn't Hold that on. a confusing Hold turn on. of phrase? I, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I really, want to try I, and suss this out. Though, I, because I, the I don't, loser I don't of the championship. <laughs> I don't want the that. The loser of the championship. I don't want second. any of this. <laughs> <laughs> so wouldn't you have to play the other semifinal loser to determine who is third and who is fourth? Technically, but they didn't have that match. You didn't have a losers bracket yeah. match. So it was it was interesting the way that they set it up. So pool, well, whatever. It's kind of boring if you're not into volleyball. But I I will tell the this sentence is true. I am true. interested in tournament mechanics. I don't care what the sport <laughs> is here. Okay, explain you want to true. me. How yeah, let's hear it. Let's okay, hear it. okay, yeah. all right, all right. So we we got we got randomly put in. It, it starts in pool play. So there were five courts going. So that meant there, there that meant there were five pools. Each pool had four or five teams depending. Um, and you played everybody in your team. And if you lost zero games, then you were placed in the pool number one on court number one for bracket play for playoffs. If you lost one game, you were put and, and, and then you were playing for first place. You were playing for the cash prize. If you lost one game, you went with all of the other people that lost one game in their pool play into the second place court. So you, so I know what you're, you know, usually you would have an, another, game between the loser of i guess the first and second place and then the consolation to fight it out for third but they just didn't have it in this tournament so we lost okay. one in the uh uh pool play got put on the second place court so the best play the best we could do was second place and then we lost our second place match all right because so we, we we made so it to the final lost the final of the bracket you were in right okay I gotcha. I gotcha. Yep. Oh. Yeah, so it's weird. Yeah. So you so, were but second we, place in your bracket. Yeah, in the second place bracket, basically. So Which really, that's ex- like coming in fourth. Then? Yeah, fourth exponent. Maybe? Yeah, now we're working with exponents. Here. Well, I, not not if you follow the money. Not if you follow the money. <laughs> <laughs> and what what did the money say? Because the cash prize was yeah. allocated to the first place in the first uh, court, and then the uh, t-shirts were given to the first place in the second court now what i failed to mention is that we got t-shirts because we got buddy buddy with the guy that ran the tournament not because we uh got third place and that's how you win you've ascended (laughs) beyond wealth right i've taken the ultimate i've guys you know i'm a grill pillar (laughs) yeah exactly it's kind of amazing right The, the tournament is all around the attainment of the prize yeah. And you got the prize anyway, despite not uh, com- like doing what you needed to do in the tournament to get mm-hmm. the prize, which is that's really how you win. We short circuited the entire system. That's right. See that, that and is that's Machiavellian what is what Correct. it is. That's yeah. Machiavellian shit yeah. right there. Meat, yeah, me, dude. Yeah, yeah. Meat, meat bird can work some magic. The power of the schmooze. <laughs> the yeah. schmooze. Oh, man. Meat Bird can wow. really, really lay it on Really thick. schmooze. I can't yeah. wait to meet this guy and yeah. <laughs> explain to him how his nickname on this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Meat Bird. Uh, well, that, wow. So shout out. Um, you didn't win, but in a sense, you won. The whole thing. Uh, the real way. Yeah, yeah, you won the real way. Um, the whole kit and caboodle. You won uh, in, in the subtext of the... Of the of the competition, which is pretty impressive. Um, well, that was great. Uh, congratulations to you. Thank uh, you. That, yeah, I know you're you take your volleyball ex- extremely seriously, um, as you are a hardcore competitor. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
can I tell you some other things about oh, uh, yeah. New Orleans? Please. Yeah, sure. So they're doing so they're doing the Vax Pass down there. In oh. at least yeah. In the French Quarter. Whatever parish the that fuck is. Fuck Gomez. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was really upsetting. But it was a little bit of a white pill. I was texting Jake about this when I got back because I was we were taking it. So uh, let me just back up. Me and Meatbird get to this tournament on Friday. We we go straight from the airport to the to the uh, tournament, and we get there and we're just kind of bullshitting. You know, we're laying down the schmooze. We're you know we're we're getting ready to win the entire thing, not Correct. to volleyball, but by other means. And uh, <laughs> we're we're talking to these to the people, and we're like, yeah, we're staying down on Bourbon Street. Like we're just gonna go, and, you know, out in the French Quarter. Like what, what's that all? You know what what what's the latest? Like and. Uh, they were like, well, uh, I assume you have your vaccine passports. And we were like, what? <laughs> they were oh, like, wow. uh, yeah. So for, for like a moment, we were like, are, did we just come all the way down to New Orleans and we're literally not allowed to eat? Like, what are we going to wow. do to solve this situation? But of course, you know, you know us, we are uh, expert schmoozers. So we, we figured it out. Wow. But I had a, I had a buddy back home that had a, I don't even know if I'm allowed, I probably shouldn't say this, but we, we got, we you had, we, you had a buddy back home who has a way with words. Yes. And documents. Right. An orthodox methodology. <laughs> yes. And Corin, you Cor, you always say you don't like politics, and yet you're, yeah. you're doing it here. Yeah. That's great. This is yep. beautiful stuff. So you right. got to eat. You were passed. Uh, but anyway, you are vaccinated. You've been vaccinated five or six times right. now. Yeah, plenty show. of times. We just never documented it. We just never documented <laughs> yeah. it. That was, that was yeah, the real I mean, problem. I yeah, we've got vaxxed before the cards came out, really. I mean, <laughs> Undocumented vaccines. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. The new, the new my immigrant crisis. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, uh, Cora, you know, I was going to – I have a Libertarian of the Week award, but I'll have to change this because you'll be getting the Libertarian of the Week award. That's <laughs> oh, fantastic. That's great. great to hear. Uh, I have a King of the Week award, we're going to call it. Okay. Uh, and this week's so – we, we should all learn something from this guy. This week's award is going to go to Ethan Kaiser of Florida. As far as I could tell, he's from Florida, no, who's a name. software engineer, uh, an artificial intelligence researcher, and an owner of a coveted 100,000 subscriber TikTok page. Man, I wish we could get our hands on a 100,000 subscriber TikTok page. We could do a lot there. Aaron would get us kicked off in the first few days. But anyway, <laughs> recently, Ethan went on a date with a girl he met on a dating site. A conversation between them was sparked uh, initially because the woman's challenge was issued. The woman had said she would buy the first round of drinks to any man who could beat her in a game of pool. Well, uh, after matching with Ethan, the two of them went out on a date to a pool hall. This is all documented on her TikTok page, by the way. She was really cheesed because Ethan, the king, uh, brought his own cue stick from home. Uh, and you know there's trouble right there. And he won the contest. Well, hold on. It... Hold on. What's the problem with having your own pool cue? No, it's trouble. It's yeah. trouble, and you'll see why. He won the contest in a single round, disallowing her from even getting an opportunity to hit a single ball. Oh, my God. <laughs> And See, that's based. Yeah. That's powerful, yeah. That's and really powerful. it gets better. After winning, uh, the woman followed through. She bought him a beer. He finished the beer. He went home. All oh, my God. Work. What a king. What a king. So that's the wow. King of the Week Award. Wow. It's going to go to wow. Ethan Kaiser. Wow. Okay. Um, I also have another one. I have the Jester of the Week Award. This is what I'm going to call it. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, pretty intense here. Now, Ethan's story is pretty kingly, but on this show, uh, we usually reject kings and embrace the weird. And so in this case, I'm going to be distributing a second award for a different category. We'll call it Jester of the Week. Uh, this is a coveted award, and it's going out to those who keep it weird or even the weirdest. And this week, the winner is relatively clear. I'm going to begin with a quote here. Quote... <laughs> I grabbed the bag. I felt something smushy on the bag. 
So I turned it over and there it was. That's from lamented shopper Shirley Wright Johnson. Well, what exactly was it? Wright Johnson said she was picking up some items from a grocery store in Moore, Oklahoma with her two daughters when she reached for a bag of frozen pizza rolls. She quickly discovered something else on her hand, human excrement. I quote, What? I pick up the bag of pizza rolls and there's literally shit, she said in a video obtained by Oklahoma City's NBC affiliate. Human shit, excuse my language, she says. Uh, the ride home was miserable. She described it as miserable. She said even though she quickly scrubbed off her hands, her kids were complaining that they could still smell it repeatedly. She agreed. I can smell it too. She told just... Oklahoma City CBS affiliates she was interviewed by multiple major <laughs> news They're outlets. They're swarming her after finding yeah, out about swarming this one. In. Yeah, yeah. In. She said, it's just disgusting. That's the only word I can use is disgusting and horrible. So she came up with two words Two there. words, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Com- committing to one and then doubling down. I like it. Very that powerful. Is, that's yeah, very powerful. bad. So the suspect shitter in question, a still anonymous man who was supposedly apprehended by police a few days ago, His name is yet to be released to the public. Camera footage reveals he was wearing an Oklahoma City Thunder hoodie. I'll let people make a joke themselves. He certainly brought the thunder to Moore, Oklahoma that weekend. (laughs) Lieutenant Kyle Johnson with the Moore Police Department said, quote, that individual was then observed, went to the cooler section where he proceeded to defecate inside one of the coolers before leaving the business. The anonymous man has since been titled the pizza roll pooper. Uh, okay. Others have decided to call him the Crest Foods Crapper after the name of the business whose freezer section was defiled by his defecations. <laughs> Some have also suggested the nickname the Totino Rolls Tutor, and others are taking to calling him the Pizza Popper Poopy Pants. And as for myself, I've found some comfort with the nickname the Moore City Bowel Bandit, but whatever you call him... <laughs> He's going to take the award for the Jester of the Week, so, Jesus. so congratulations to you. ever close the asylums in this country? <laughs> Man, what in the world? You know, yeah. there used to be a safe place for these people. Yeah, sure, sure. You never shat in the freezer section of your local grocery store? Uh, you know what? Not yet, but I guess I can't rule it out. Yeah, well, I? now the path has been paved, or the poop mm. has been waved, as some would say. Um, so there's your Jester of the Week award. Uh, I got a couple of more stories here. I did. We, we, as we're two things on this podcast. We're the number one rape tracking podcast in America. We hold that title with pride. We've solved a couple of cases. We've kept a lot of eyes on, uh, cases. We're also the number one Joe Biden isn't real tracking podcast in America. As far as I can tell car, right? I don't, nobody's touched us on that. No competitors. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, here's an obvious one. His mental stability is hardly real. And a poll was run recently by Fox. Now, I know people already know Fox. Well, there's a bias there. It was a blind poll that was commissioned by Fox, run by Beacon Research and other affiliates, which was based on a random selection of voter files in order to ascertain an idea of how many Americans actually think Joe Biden is fit to be president of the United States. There were a lot of questions on it, um, so I will post the link to the poll in the description, there's uh, like four or five questions. And one of the most interesting ones, the obvious one is, do you think Joe Biden has the mental soundness to serve effectively as president or not? 
Well, in July, the answer to that was 61% yes, which is already a little discouraging. I mean, you could say a lot of things about the president of the United States, right? I don't think he's good at the job. I don't like the way he does the job. Mentally unfit, 61% said he's fit enough. So, you know, 39% said he's not. Basically, Just not, simply not fit. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty nine percent. I want to read it. Thirty nine percent said he's not. Now, forty nine percent of respondents say that they're confident that he is mentally fit enough, which means forty eight percent said that he's not. That's nine percent over two to three percent margin of error on that poll. So swaths of Americans are obviously turning on his handling of the covid-19 pandemic. Uh, and and I, I would imagine if it's a question of his mental soundness, it probably has something to do with the fact that it's insane, his policies, and, and not that he's not doing enough. Well, and the fact the that he can take. barely speak English. <clears throat> that yeah. would be the other thing, the handling of the pullout. Yeah, a bunch of things probably contributed to that. And currently his disapproval rating is sitting at, I'll, anyone want to take a guess? 83. That's, no, that's that a little high. high. Yeah, like, I don't know, 65? 50%. 50%. Okay. Which yeah. is, again... Oh, that's still very high. Really like, I mean, un- not yeah, encouraging. Yeah. Right. Yeah, not not encouraging for him. Very encouraging for us. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I have more stories, but I don't I don't want to take up all the airtime here. No, no, no. Qu- questions did, on uh, this? No, well, I've, I just got something to point out. Actually, pause. Did you have something to say? Well, I was just going to say, I find it legitimately shocking that his support is that high. Because I've yet to meet a person in the meat space that has had a good thing to say about his administration. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's like true. interaction with the broad swathe of normies. I'm in a relatively, well, an outright culturally red area. And right. even still, you expect to find at least a couple. Yeah. I see a lot of cope, yes. You know? Yeah. Like a right. lot of, yeah, he's doing mm-hmm. fine, but it's obviously cope. Like they can't tell you a single thing he's really done. You know? Well, yeah, and I think that it's like you have to put the question in context, too. It's like if, if I come to you and just say, like, I ha- have no dog in this fight. I'm not political in any way. Do you think that Biden is actually fit? You're probably going to get a different answer than you say, I'm a Trump supporter. Do you think Biden is, is, is mentally fit? Correct. But, but I do want to say that uh, right before we started recording this, this could either be the tip of the iceberg or just a one-off event. Did you see the video of Biden when he was being interviewed or having a presser with uh, whatever his name is, Bor- whatever the dude from England is, Boris? No, I didn't, but I saw I saw the, the thing on trending. I didn't pick it up, Okay, though. What, what happened? So, yeah, what happened here? Yeah, yeah, so he's... Uh, who's that dude from England? Boris, Boris Johnson. Johnson. Boris Johnson. Yeah. I think it was him. The they funny were, the, hair. The guy yeah, who, yeah, 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 goofy dude. Um, they're sitting there and Boris Johnson is talking for like, so th- it's like a t- 18 second clip from breaking. Who knows? And, uh, and anyway, half like, like 15 seconds into the clip, uh, abruptly all of the, the white house staff just usher all of the new, the media out of the room. And what? like Biden is kind of looking weird. Uh, and he's like doing a weird thing with his hand. What? Um, yeah, dude, check out the clip, man. If it's if it's up here, hold on. I posted it to the elf. I think here I can copy and paste it. I just searched Joe. This is so everybody knows where my mind is at. I just because I think this was the last episode or maybe the over the line. I just searched Joe Biden in my like search thing for DuckDuckGo, and the first thing that comes up is Joe Biden demonic whispering. So if anybody knows where, <laughs> so if anyone knows where my mind is at, Joe Biden, Boris Johnson. This is after here, the, I, I UN, just pasted, the UN I, thing. I just pasted it in the Twitter in in our uh, TLE little, group chat. Little TLE group chat. All right, let's check this out. Um, it's it's a little bit longer. So I guess it's forty seconds. But yeah, dude, check. Just want to see what he's doing with his hands here. So 
Well, yeah, it tastes like it's right his right hand at the very end. I don't really know He's what it is. He's just kind of droning on. Boris Johnson's droning on. Oh, yeah, they're all getting ushered out. He's touching his face with his mask. How many times have we told people not to do that? Oh, yeah, he is doing... Oh, yeah, what is he signaling? I don't know. Oh, yeah, he's doing some, like, Harry Potter... Yeah, like, like a... A, wa a waving of a wand sort wizard of... Wizard-type spell yeah. casting. Man, what a weird... He's really broken, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, what... Do we have any speculation as to what that hand motion was? Right no, there? no, I... I have no idea. I I mean, like none. it's I, almost like what a conductor does with a baton. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, according to Infowars, Biden has been shitting his pants lately. So that's <laughs> maybe that was uh, the maybe God. that's the thing. Maybe I don't, I don't really know. Man. Um. Yeah. It could. Who not? Well, I get. Ha, listen, buddy. Half of this show's news comes from Infowars. Well, it's, <laughs> so we'll show them some respect. As it should. Yeah. I, you know what? I told you. I get my, most of my news from this show comes from one of three sources: Twitter's trending page, which could be anything from AP to Fa, I don't know, whatever. But the two other sources I will rely on is 4chan's poll and Infowars, because <laughs> I like to get the most interesting news. Uh, for our Should listeners. get some zero hedge in there, man. Yeah, yeah I would. I would try to. I'll, I'll get some zero hedge in here next time. But you know, they're so unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know, they've correctly predicted nine of the last two economic downturns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, uh, he's. Uh, well, I actually. Yeah. Um, I'll take us away from from Biden. I I think that's all the Biden news that I have, oddly, but it's not all the Infowars news that I have. Uh, Infowars will come up at the end of this show uh, with some really puzzling stuff going on over there, um, and and that has nothing to do with uh, the Alex Jones uh, looking good clip recently when he was like 24 years old. I'm sure everybody saw that by now. I, you know, God, he was a stud, man. And he was really like, <laughs> hold on. So wait, was that actually really him? Because I just yeah. assumed oh, yeah. people were memeing. I saw it. I didn't watch it. Yeah, that was no, that no, was no, absolutely yeah. him. Yep, yeah. that was him. He 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 did a, a show. Uh, I think it was two days ago where he was like, yeah, that was me. Uh, yeah, I was thinner back then, uh, but I also worked 19 hours a day, and you know, I was for justice, and that's why I look like this. <laughs> Man, so what? so if I could actually find old recordings. Of his public access TV show, I would watch that to verify. I think they, this I think that's what it was from. I think that was. I think yeah, that's what it was. I think it was a segment from his old. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Like that yeah. dude literally had an actual TV show. Yeah. in case people didn't know. Oh this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just yeah, covering no, he, like uh, government he, can. Um, he's been. Uh, he's been weirdly big. You know, he doesn't get enough. Here's what he doesn't get enough credit for: is is he propelled his career um, in a way that in a way that, that, that people do in the era of social media, but he did it before social media. Correct. I mean, it's, yeah. it's super, super impressive. Because he, like, I grew up listening to him on, on I, we've talked about this back in the early days of, of TLE or uh, FatCast, but uh, I, I grew up listening to him late night on Coast to Coast, like back in, you know, right after 9-11, I remember. And that that was a long time, 20 years ago. And He'd then already he, been in the game for like five years by Exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. He was, you know, like he's doing. He's been doing this since the late 90s. Mid 90s, I think. Yeah. He wasn't it, the name then that he is now. Sure. Obviously, but. He's well, and, then, and he was I always mean, Texas based because that was in Texas. Oh yeah, no, he's always was. been he's Texas. Always been in Texas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, you remember he was in that one movie, and it was that was a long time ago. Scanner Darkly, that uh, he had that scene, and he was already like a 
he was already a big enough name for doing what he did to be cast as a maniac in a scanner darkly. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I got to go back and listen to some of those coast to coast episodes with him. That sounds good. Yeah. I mean, it's just Alex Jones, you know, well, shout out to you, Alex, but yeah. uh, I've got some reporting to do of my own here. I did a little, um, uh, before I went away for the weekend, I, I, I wanted to, to do a little test. This is where Blue Chew comes back in, our sponsor. Type, uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Type, what kind type, of experiment? Uh, you'll find out. <laughs> type the letter N into Blue Chew and you get 10% off. That's a joke, not true. Um, so, Carl, you and I had an exchange on the timeline recently. really had my brain going. We made an interesting discovery. <clears throat> I had tweeted about the populist undercurrent currently going on in the contemporary liberty discourse. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. Popular liberty, Piki Nones, a lot of really interesting stuff going on, interesting avenues, the paleo-libertarian strategy, Tho Bishop, so on and so forth. Sorry if I missed any of your names. I love all you guys. Anyway, that's how the conversation began. Car, you came in after Jake, Tasting Anarchy, Childeberg fame, made a comment about how he would like to go to space. And somehow it turned into a conversation about boners. And, Carl, you came in and you said, and this is a quote, nobody with a fully erect penis has ever caught COVID. I thought it was really interesting. Um, and this is, the following is not medical advice. Obviously, I wouldn't, we wouldn't make any medical claims on this podcast, but we are assuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the statement was very interesting. Uh, as we all know, erectile function is a clear indicator of physical health, blood flow, vascularity, and whatnot. Studies have confirmed this. And what else do we know? The most well-produced, well-known erectile dysfunction medication? Who makes that? Why, it's Pfizer who produces Viagra. Pfizer, of course, has been in the news as of late because of its very safe and very effective and very important and very necessary COVID gene, th- I mean, mRNA uh, vaccine <clears throat> that is very good and, as I said, very effective. Well, never one to cock, I decided to test your statement to fact. A while ago, I ordered Blue Chew on this very podcast. I believe it was Davey and Derek were our guests at the time. Aaron isn't here, unfortunately, but he is an avid Blue Chew user. He'll stand as our control subject. Well, as we all know, Aaron was recently infected with the coronavirus. Obviously, he missed his dosage when he was infected. Ever the scientist that I am, however, I decided that the only way that I could reveal if there was any truth to your claim, Carr, was to do the dirty work myself. So I popped three Blue Chew tablets... Within 20 minutes, I was sporting the largest, most virile erection that I've ever had in my whole life. It was a massive boner. And then I decided to go to the dirtiest place I could possibly think of, the New York City subway system. So for two hours, (laughs) I sat around in the subways, unmasked, pacing through the subway cars, hoping to see if I could catch the infamous coup for at least a mild flu or or something. Uh, My boner maintained its strength for the entirety of the occasion. I was tremendously hard for a subway ride that lasted seemingly forever. Took me from my home stop all the way through Manhattan to Queen Center Mall, where I got on the reverse train to go back through Manhattan to my home. It's been several days since my experiment. And, fellas, I can tell you I feel great. (laughs) I I don't have a hint of sickness. I, I felt, frankly, better than I ever have before, and my boner hasn't receded. I will not be calling a doctor. 
Uh, I also want to repeat that what I just said is not medical advice. I would not give any medical advice to men about their boners or the capacity for their boners to present, prevent any diseases from being acquired. But I did think it was interesting. And, and Aaron, if you're listening, should have stayed hard and healthy. But now you know better. So that was that. That was last week for me after we recorded the show on Wednesday. Did a couple of days of experimenting. Um, so I feel great. Carr, how do you feel? Do you feel vindicated? Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I frankly, I you know, it's uh, good to get real life, uh, you know, to run our own trials, and uh, yeah. that may give the listeners a little insight into the direction of the show, uh, of more in person. Um, you know, we're gonna do some more in person reporting. Some more. Uh, uh, I don't see why not to. We're gonna hit the streets. We're gonna hit. Yeah, the we have to hit with, the streets more because because it's it's puzzling. It. Uh, multiple members of this show. Uh, uh, have been sick in the past. I assume at times when they didn't have boners. I, you know, I don't. But now, it's been six days since my experiment. I feel nothing bad. You'll note that the coofs, you know, average uh, 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 symptom show rate is like seven days. So if I get anything tomorrow, I'll let you know. But listeners, so far I am staying hard, staying healthy. Staying healthy. Yeah. Yeah, I feel great. That's good. That's so, good to know. Yeah, take a boner pill or you're free not to, and you know, you probably won't get sick. That's not medical advice. <laughs> Man, why why am I having flash forwards to that <laughs> audio clip being played for a jury? <laughs> you know what? I just wouldn't deny it. I would lean in. I'd be like, yeah, prove, yeah that's what I said. Wait, prove me wrong. <laughs> prove us wrong. Time, the people I, of New York I, versus <laughs> Timeliner. <laughs> you need the fuck out I of this I feel state. compelled to say something, but I don't know where to even go with this. <laughs> you know, man, I just wanted to, d- to test it. You know, Trust I, I just, the science, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be more reliable than some of the COVID trials that have gone around recently. Um, well, that certainly is true, yeah. And so, yeah, do you... Um, you know, I believe in the power of the human phallus. You know, it's a object venerated by societies and over histories for a reason. Probably had something to do with warding off diseases. Certainly, that was the case for me. I have a so question. So this right here is your coming vitalism pivot, right? <laughs> coming the is the operative the word bo- there. Yeah, <laughs> right. The power of the boner and yeah, a pivot yeah. to vitalism. Yeah. I have I have an entirely irrelevant question now. The question is irrelevant because we don't have any listeners of this persuasion uh, at all. But what about the other half of the population that is incapable of you know warding off disease through the power of an erection? It, it, it doesn't. We don't even need to answer it because it's not relevant. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. You know, I don't know what to say. Condemned there may be some ladies group. on the ju- there may be some ladies on the jury whenever that audio clip gets played. That's the only re- real reason I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might as well make this like a felony offense then, so they really have to get me with everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they really like turn the table in my uh, in my favor. Yeah, I. Uh, it was a good experiment, man. I learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, good. Yeah, I learned a lot. Um, it was good. So yeah, uh, stay We're hard. All learning a lot, yeah. listeners. Yeah, that's so. Uh, that's what I have there. Um, I have more stories, fellas. Uh, but again, I don't want to occupy the airtime. I don't want to hog the airtime, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but you got to keep the moose uh, mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a few stories, but. Uh, 
it feels like you're on a roll, and it feels like I don't want to stop you. You want another one? Yeah. You want another one? All right. I do. Uh, so, <clears throat> interesting story. Not not f- particularly funny, although I guess one part of it is there's been a few days of violent protests uh, in uh, Melbourne, Australia. I I'm saw sure that. Been. Yeah. yeah very, wild stuff, man. I'll give you an explanation as to why, because I know maybe you haven't been looking into exactly why it happened. There were construction workers uh, and other demonstrators clashing with police because of a protest about the government's COVID-19 vaccine requirements. Uh, it began, I mean, it's been boiling, you know, for a while now, but this is probably one of the more relevant start dates. The 17th of September uh, had an announcement from the Australian government. Public health officials announced new COVID-19 mandates in order to, quote, slow the transmission and exposure in construction settings. In the mandate, it reads, quote, construction workers are often highly mobile and the risk of spreading coronavirus in these settings, as evidenced by recent outbreaks, is concerning. And therefore, the Victorian government will announce that construction workers across Victoria will need to show evidence to their employer that they've had their first dose of the COVID-19 vaccination by 11.59 p.m. on Thursday, the 23rd of September. That was announced on the 17th of September. They gave Jeez. construction workers... Not even a week. About a week wow. in order to get a vaccination that is more or less totally ineffective at slowing the transmission. Again, I read the point of it was to slow the transmission and exposure in construction settings. Nobody contests that it slows transmission. Nobody uh, and it's totally ineffective at weakening symptoms after the second dose three weeks later anyway. So they've shown some effectiveness at, at it working to, to w- weaken the symptoms, but that's only like three weeks to two months later when those uh, effects start to manifest, uh, if you want to even believe those studies. So the Australian government has decided to alienate yet another collection of its working-class Victorians in the announcement, and people are obviously very pissed. Uh, construction workers who are opposed to the new restrictions, have made their positions well-known in the protests that have escalated over a period of days. They're still protesting today. After the government closed uh, work sites, basically all the construction sites in Victoria were closed. I don't know if all of them remain closed. I assume construction has been stopped. Uh, Construction workers started setting up tables, plastic chairs, and intersections blocking off roads, holding off traffic. On Monday, the kind of bubbling of the protests uh, where things started to get real, people started to gather outside of the headquarters of the prominent construction, forestry, maritime, mining, and energy union uh, in order to protest the mandate, chanting, yelling, fuck the jab, so on and so forth. And then they attempted to storm the building. Uh, And some of them did get in. Angry protesters were throwing bottles, smashing loudspeakers. They fought off cops. They drove them uh, off in their vehicles. I don't know if you guys saw those videos. These crowds of people chasing after these cop cars puts a smile on my face. They threw cans of Monster Energy at journalists' back of their heads, who, by the way, of course, the journalists have completely turned on them since the beginning of the entire pandemic. And the Victorian police force and government appear to be experiencing the brunt of new wave of angry protests because of their continual incompetence. Riot police were deployed and allegedly, have to say that, were using rubber bullets, pepper spray to disperse the crowds. The headquarters building of the police department was damaged and several people were arrested. About 60 people have been arrested since the start of this thing. 
The union that I had just named, of course, had to issue a statement condemning the violence in the strongest possible terms, noting that an unspecified number of people were injured by violent acts, probably more cops than protesters, uh, throwing bottles. I wonder who was throwing them and who was being hit by them once again. But uh, <clears throat> they distanced themselves from the protesters, attributing their actions to extremists or people manipulated by extremists. And in probably the most unfortunate and yet hilarious and overused move of all time, the extremely traitorous, disgusting BBC stated, quote, this crowd was heavily influenced by neo-Nazis and other right-wing extremist groups. <laughs> and it is a clear minority who participated, uh, a clear minority of who participated were actual union members. Does anyone, anyone believe that line anymore in, in, in the current moment? <laughs> The these protests people, have been going on for three days now. These people have never met a construction worker. <laughs> yeah, never one. Yeah, in their whole fucking lives, right? Yeah. Uh, the Victorian government has vowed not to lift restrictions in any way until 70% of the province is fully vaccinated. Good luck, protesters. Uh, make it a living hell for everyone. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, can I get a uh, point of order here? Yeah. For my own information... I have been significantly less plugged in for a variety of wonderful reasons. But as a result, I'm not exactly clear on whether or not the trucker blockades are also still going on in Australia or whether those had already been broken by the point this began. Uh, it's still going on. I mean, it started on September 4th, uh, but the media is masking it. Obviously. Sure, as we knew they would. Yeah, so... But th those are still ongoing. They're still blockading the highways. You know, as far there. as I know, they were still going... They're still going on, uh, maybe to a lesser degree than, than when this thing started, but uh, South China, which is what I'm going to be calling Australia from now on, um, <laughs> is still experiencing a, a, a bunch of truckies, motorcyclists, hogging the roads. As far as I know, I mean, you can, you can check the Department of Transport main roads... Uh, and 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 on the Australian government website, and and maybe, maybe you'll get some information on that. I, I'm sure they are. I don't see why they would have stopped. I mean, so many people have lost their jobs already uh, that I wouldn't really be surprised to know that the people who have, especially the truckies doing the jobs, were just like, "Fuck it, I'm sitting here. I'm gonna just stay yeah, here." For the record, I hope they are still going on. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, just don't even, know if like state cop gun thug types had broken it up yet or not. You, you know, know I don't, saying? and I don't even know how you break up a truck blockade, right? Because what happens even if they go home and they get fired, then you have to train a new trucker on the routes. This is, it, you know, whether or not the actual blockades are still going on, which I, I believe they are still going on but again it's not being reported on so who knows but regardless of that the effect of it is still being felt because right. there's just simply no way they could have levied new truck drivers i mean unless they're coming from other countries and still they'd need to learn the routes and the laws and everything and the truck style i mean everything well, sure and that's the biggest thing in jobs discourse that no one ever wants to talk about anymore is how fucking hard it is to actually start a job once you've even gotten one Yep. Yeah. Especially something as uh, intricate as being a truck driver. I mean, like nobody on our podcast does this, but, you know, talking heads, people who don't know any construction workers, blue checks and so on and so forth have no idea how difficult it is to be a trucker. No clue. It's incredibly difficult. 
And so I can't imagine even if even if that the original thing broke up that they've managed to get it going again. Right. I I just so, searched, and that does address my question. I'm sorry, I just searched Trucker Strike Australia and went to the news section. I'm on DuckDuckGo. I don't know if that's good, like going to be better or worse for finding results, but. There's a surprisingly lack, like surprising lack of information. Everything is from at uh, closest 25 days ago. Yeah, like which the, well, that's crazy because it's yeah, it was at least going on until a week ago. I, I remember seeing videos of dudes just sitting in their cars like a week yeah, ago. Yeah, clearly. yeah. There's a full media blackout. I mean, at some point, people need to understand that like uh, the media is against this, and yeah, so they will not yeah. report it. They, in the same you way know, that they don't show the serial killer's face anymore, they're not showing the truckers or anything, really. I mean, a- a- anything you're going to get is coming out of cell phone videos now. The things you hear are not the sum total of event of things that happen. Yeah, you know without a doubt. Yep. Yeah, but without a doubt. Take that red pill and then just wonder what else has just not been talked about. What haven't you heard Here's a, another one that was, I mean, I don't know if we literally called this, but pretty much everybody in our circle literally called this. Uh, on Saturday, there was a rally in the U.S. Capitol. I'm sure everybody has tuned in on that one now. You know, it was kind of a in support of those who were charged in January. Uh, in the insurrection, what they're calling it. There was another protest on Saturday at the Capitol, and someone got arrested. (laughs) A couple people got arrested, but one person got arrested because they had a gun. You're not supposed to have a gun in the area. Well, it turns out the guy was a federal law enforcement officer (laughs) who got arrested who was wearing all black. 27-year-old New Jersey man who was an officer with the U.S. Customs and Border Protection. He was arrested by Capitol Police for illegally possessing gun on the grounds of the Capitol after people in a crowd reported seeing him with a handgun and notified nearby officers. Uh, his arrest and presence at the event were surprisingly, surprisingly only to the writers of the AP article that I pulled this from, uh, because the rally was billed as an event to support those who were charged in January's riot. And that riot left dozens of police officers beaten, bruised, bloodied, so on and so forth. So it's a little bit surprising that a U.S. Customs Border Protection guy was there. Not to me or anybody listening. But again, to the media, it was oddly surprising. Uh, law enforcement officials were preparing extensively for the possibility that Saturday's rally could divide evolve into violence it did not uh because half of the rally was populated by police officers and feds i mean i'm sure you saw those pictures that were going around of the of that dude who literally flashed his badge at someone or how about the six dudes wearing khaki shorts and (laughs) yep with like uh, military haircuts and like yeah and they all had bulges in their pockets which are clearly either radios or guns and yeah they i mean the it's ridiculous. I I wish I I was more verbose like that I could come up with even words. Fucking trying. Not, weren't even trying. Yeah, weren't. We could do so much better. <laughs> we could do so much better. Yeah, that was nuts. I, you know, I, I don't know what more there was to say about that. It was one of those things where it was like you saw it, and you were like, of course, right? Of course. Yeah, not surprising to actually anybody except the people paid to pretend to be surprised. 
Yeah. I mean, at this point, half of the protests I see, I think, are probably cops. Oh, 100%. I mean, how yeah. many protests now have been organized by guys that we've found out have been literally feds? Yeah, oh, like basically all of them. Certainly I mean, all of the right-wing ones, and I would wager a majority of the left-wing ones, but they do a little bit better about well, staying quiet. Where the left-wing ones aren't led by feds, they're very quickly infiltrated by them. <laughs> right. One way or another, you're going to get it. Uh, I only have one more news story, fellas, so at this point, if anybody has another interesting thing they'd like, please bring it up, otherwise I'm going to hurt a couple of people's heads. Um, I wanted to note, uh, going back to the COVID stuff, I was just uh, researching, because you remember uh, the, how we were kind of tracking the unions and how they were pushing back a little bit? Yeah. Um, so that that's kind of continued, and I found... It's a little bit dated. See, this this is what's frustrating me because I, th- I I suspect that some of this is part of the, the media blackout as well as just kind of covering who all is pushing against. But um, in my search for unions that were um, coming out against the COVID mandate or the va- vaccine mandate, I found a stat that 25% of New York healthcare workers uh, are unvaccinated. And that number blew me away. Huh. Man, that sounds right. Yeah, that just seems that 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 seems very high. Like, no, I, mean, I know a being... couple of healthcare workers. I know a couple that aren't vaccinated. Maybe it's a little lower. Huh. In any case, I, I've just it's been tracking that because you know they they've been trying to put the heat on uh, mandatory vaccines for uh, for hospital workers, and there's been a couple places, namely one in Winston Salem, North Carolina, and one in Houston. Uh, I think uh, something Methodist down in Houston where a, a, a not insignificant number of people are being terminated, uh, uh-huh. I think, in the region of 100 to 200, which is probably not big for the size of the company. But if they're relatively useful people on the floor of the hospital, it's probably going to cause some disruption. Yeah, especially when guess. they're talking about how, you know, hospitals are overcrowded. And yeah, exactly. Healthcare so workers like, are overworked. Yeah. It's all part of the plan. Right. It's, it's so. the same thing as the very fake uh, supply line problems that are, happening now they're very fake they're not real supply line problems they're they're being constricted on purpose Mm -hmm. same Mm -hmm. thing with the supply of nurses i mean they're just constricting the supply of nurses on purpose so that they can you know basically ring the death toll up because there's less people who are able to work there are more overworked workers who are less capable of doing their jobs properly Yep. And they're all going to blame the va- unvaccinated people who got terminated and not the people who made the ridiculous decision to terminate them in the first place, even though we got to the most, we got to the minimum point in the pandemic when there was no vaccine. Right. No. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, it's all fake. It's com- it's a complete show. It really makes a fellow wonder, doesn't it? I, I, at, at this point, I feel like all I do is wonder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I seem to recall using a slogan that went something like, this one's real, the next one won't be. Yeah. All of a sudden, we had four, five, six new variants. Mm -hmm. And that's something related to this as a news topic that I've been watching very closely. I don't know how many other people caught this, but they tried to roll out a quote-unquote Lambda variant three different times, and it's never taken quite right in the Mm -hmm. media. So now they're jumping or trying to jump straight from Delta to Moo. <laughs> like, Jesus. no way, man. 
Has uh, anyone else picked up on that? I don't even know. I don't even know what letter along the way that is. <laughs> well, it's definitely out of order. I can tell you that. I, okay. saw, I saw it. I saw Alpha, it. Alpha, beta, pause. gamma, delta, epsilon, zeta, eta, theta, iota, lambda, captain, mu, nu, omicron, pi, psi. I think that's right. Damn, you could tell he went to a fraternity. <laughs> yeah. I, I have uh, no idea. What I'm missing doing. the couple at the end. I'll have to think harder about it. But yeah, they definitely skipped a bunch. Well, yeah, yeah, I did notice that. I did, I did vaguely notice that, but at this point, I'm just anything. I just kind of am rolling well, my it, eyes already. It's saying something about the angle, and I can't tell what it yeah. is. Whether they're waiting for just a catchy one that people will yeah. use oh, in okay. their vocabulary. Yeah, right. I, I, or, yeah. and you know, it, I feel like it's got something to do with that. A propaganda good. angle too. Delta it. really I, stuck. People, Delta people stuck. Like, Delta, yeah. Delta was a good one. And it was annoying because Lambda, uh, you know, we talked about it once before on this show, and I was calling it Lambda, hmm. and I wanted Lambda to catch on so that I could just say Lambda the whole time because I think that's a pretty effective technique because it's the dumbest shit of all time. <laughs> it really is the dumbest shit. At this point, I, I went from maybe it's real <laughs> to nothing about any of this is real very quickly yeah I'll, I'll still be the contrarian of our in group and say i really do think that covid19 itself was pretty legit and i think there was something to it but everything that's happened after june of 2020 yes and the fakest shit yes on the planet. that's exactly how i feel they have squeezed this lemon for every drop of juice i mean at, to, at where at this point th the majority of the crisis is manufactured yeah again with the firing of the nurses and the i mean now we're getting uh, there's a story coming out of new york carmine's pizza i believe it was is now being protested because the guy turned away a couple of uh african-american uh, uh uh i don't know what they were i think they were from a different state and they didn't they have were from Texas. Or yeah. Some and they shit, didn't have they? vaccine papers. And the guy was like, look, state of New York says I can't sit you down. And then they assaulted somebody. And then now there's protests at the place because the guy turned them away. They're just manufacturing crises. And then they're manufacturing so many crises that people end up blaming their neighbor instead of the person who manufactured the crisis. It's almost like problem, reaction, solution is still a valid cycle for these <laughs> psychopaths. Yeah, it's being, nothing is real. It's virtual. This is a virtual problem. It's not real. And there are DLCs that keep being rolled out to the point where you have no idea what the original problem is anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah. it's impossible. It's getting to the point where it would be like, I don't know. Tell me what Wikipedia's first article was. Who the fuck knows, right? Because yeah, there's yeah. billions of them and they keep being rewritten over time. So the dates keep changing. I mean, obviously you could just Google what was Wikipedia's first article. I'm sure they have it archived. Some, but you know what I mean? It's just a continual stream of new problem, updating old problem. And all of it is being done from a central point which is what people should look at and go, hey, you guys are manufacturing a crisis, but instead they go, hey, you turned me away from your restaurant, despite the fact that the guy was told to turn people away from the restaurant or he would face a fine uh, for doing that. And, and now it's his problem instead of the person who threatened the fine, which forced his behavior into a certain perspective. Uh, you know, I, it's, I complete, it's complete bullshit. 
I, that's I, yeah. mean, I could I could drone on about that same thing forever, but there's nothing more to say. It's just complete bullshit. And my only recommendation for people is to just kind of tune out and let us talk about it and entertain you because there's, you're not going to get anything but frustration out of it anymore. You're just going to be hitting your head against the wall. Yeah. This is it, like those EA season passes <laughs> for hell clowns. Is what it is. <laughs> yeah, man, really. And um, with that, if we don't have any other stories, I want to take you to the most puzzling. This escaped everybody's radar. I, I listened to a lot of podcasts this week and it escaped everybody's radar. But it's the perfect TLE subject. I've entitled this part of the show Computer Cucks. So, okay. a, f- a former InfoWars reporter and filmmaker, two, two different people, joined forces and raised just under $200,000 of crowdfunding on Indiegogo for the creation of a device named after cuckolding and that does something relatively indiscernible. So, the Daily Beast named this device the Cucks. I mean, it was called Cucks. That's Q-U-X. And the Daily Beast was like, I guess it's called Cucks. And it's the brainchild of the former InfoWars contributor Millie Weaver and the filmmaker Gavin Wentz. So uh, Millie Weaver was the one who broke into her own mom's house or whatever, right? And yes. And the Illuminati was threatening her? Correct. And we're going okay. to get into their antics a little bit. It's, it's something that at first glance, it looks like, you could search it up. It looks like a streaming box, but it claims to be one that will liberate its buyers from the eternal tyranny of the big tech liberals. And beyond that, it gets very confusing. The email correspondence, by the way, to get in contact with the creators of Cux is cringily called maga.chud at cucks.com. So Cux, which was originally pronounced Quix in the promotional trailer, the founders of it embraced the pronunciation Cux, which refers to the, obviously the fetish cuckoldry, in which one person watches their partner have sex with another person. It's deliberate. The term cuckservative, if you remember, mm-hmm. caught on in 2016 as an insult among Donald Trump supporters, white supremacists, you know, far right, everybody. I'd like to put a footnote here yeah. to talk about the cuck box story when this story's finished, if people don't know what that is. I, I don't know what that is, so okay, hold on to that. Again, footnote. So cuckservative was used to describe other conservatives who they viewed as insufficiently soft uh, on issues like immigration, for instance. It's kind of like how we use the term lolberts. Uh, oddly, the name appears to have been chosen to describe people who don't buy this product. So the Daily Beast noted recently that Wince, Millie, uh, sorry, Gavin Wince, tweeted, quote, Knowing you would pronounce quicks as cucks is why we went with the name, because it also serves as a troll bait-and-switch. So that was his big idea there. Weaver and Wentz have marketed cucks in a really vague, confusing way in order to attract cash-flush customers who have no fucking idea what they're buying. 
So, for example, there's a promotional video that you can see on the Indiegogo campaign, and it says a lot, but it says nothing. Go check the promo video out. In it, it says, quote, We have become dependent on a corrupted, unsecure network, the so-called World Wide Web. This is not the intergalactic computer network we were promised. The web makes us vulnerable to hacking, tracking, any form of digital attack. It's easily gamed, misused, and even abused. Censorship, cancel culture, and deplatforming are symptoms of a larger problem. We're stuck in a technological cul-de-sac controlled by big tech, whose interests take precedence over ours. Their technology is built around conditioning and addiction, control and domination. However, it doesn't have to be this way. Our solution is the quantum user experience. Q-U-X or Cux is your portal to the new digital universe. So what the fuck is it then? According to the promotional video, it's a universe, right? That users <laughs> will have, and this is a quote, unlimited access to whatever content you want, as well as the ability to upload and share all kinds of content. The promo continues confusingly, quote, when you join Cux, you have unlimited access to whatever content you want. You can live stream, upload your own videos, audio, music, images, host, and listen to podcasts. Cox even allows you to use Android apps and games. You deserve the online experience you want to have. Create collections or share new content with your family, community, or the world. You can pull content from other websites and platforms to Cox easily, or you can upload directly to Cox. Cox isn't a publisher. It's an interface where anyone can publish and everyone can control their own digital experience. So, you know, you can monetize your stuff on here. Cux will pay content creators double what other platforms with affiliate codes will pay. Or you could just enjoy it. Sit back. The promotional images, <laughs> confusingly, they show things like CNN, Fox News, Saturday Night Live, and Bravo. And then they segue into like other stuff, PewDiePie, Stanford University's there, uh, Golden Beard Media, which is a gold prospecting channel, sounds fun, other stuff, and presumably none of these entities have agreed to be on Cucks. You wouldn't think. But they're on YouTube. Right. And so all of this raises really weird questions, like, is Cucks an end-to-end -end encrypted network, where you're going to be able to get a bunch of pirated content? Is Cux hosting content? Is it some kind of peer-to-peer -peer thing? And that doesn't even factor in the promise that Cux can run Android apps and the fact that Android apps are compromised. And so I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what, how they would get the compromised quality out of the apps. And the Indiegogo campaign also promises, quote, a prototype experimental Cux device exclusive to the test program, as well as early access to the Cux network, which includes the ability to, quote, open one of the first stores. 
So in addition to being a streaming box, social network, end-to-end, -end, encrypted portal, it's a store. And then finally there's cucks.tv, which doesn't shed any light on anything, obviously. It just goes back to the Indiegogo page if you click on that link. But it's full of jargon, like competitive fixed pricing, access to Cuck's centralized electronic store, being part of a centralized commercial enterprise of online brick-and-mortar businesses, equality of relationship between users, creators, advertisers, merchants. Also, there's going to be a remote-control-activated buy button featured on advertisements. Why not? Again, the entire thing is themed around cuckolding, <laughs> which is important to keep in mind because of what I suspect will be the end result of this whole thing. The creators are as puzzling as the device. So you had mentioned Paz Millie Weaver, a very puzzling person. Uh, she was arrested, blamed the deep state. Charges were then dropped, uh, but she was allegedly trying to steal her phone from, from a phone from her mother. And then Gavin Wentz is even more puzzling. He, I don't know if you know about him. Paz, do you know about Gavin Wentz? No, this name is new to me. He, he runs a website called Existix. Okay. Where he expounds on his theories of mathematics and physics, which you could call alternative mathematics and physics. He has a theory of three-dimensional time. Reminds me of the time cube theory. It hasn't gained acceptance in the physics community yet, but I invite everybody to go to Existix101.com. I'll spell that out for you. Well, so I just want to throw this out there. That's not necessarily a dismissal from me, though. Please go to the website. Pause. Spelled. Hold on. Let me open a new e tab first. E X I S T I C S one o one dot com. It reads like Nick Land. If that's any indication of what my feelings are on it, Here's so it's a real bad sign right away that it doesn't appear to have its security certificates up to date. <laughs> it probably doesn't. Here's the introductory passage from his PDF uh, on Existix 101. I'll give you a taste of it. This is the introductory paragraph. If one studies everything that one possibly can and then goes on even further to search for common patterns in areas most unexpected, one will find that there is an invisible, inexpressible fundamental truth that from which all other things extend. This truth is so universal and so fine in nature that it evades most worldviews, even though it is always directly in contact with us. It is within us and all about us. It is us, yet it is not us either. It is independent of having any extension, no manifest form, or instantiated representation. However, its paradoxical behavior which is eternally present and persisting, evading rhetorical and sensual encapsulation, it is the very means of measure through which the axioms of existics are founded upon. This is an attempt to formalize that which has been considered unable to be formalized, the relationship between the self and the other than self. Existics is a formalization designed around observation, logic, mathematics, dealing with the question, with the ultimate questions about existence, a study of the basic laws of existence. It's really, it's obviously nonsense, but please, you can read the whole PDF. I, I looked through it. You know, I like this kind of stuff. <laughs> I it, love alt science. 
But I, first of all, I am not downloading any link from this website. <laughs> I don't trust yeah. it. And I am not going to sit through his YouTube videos. <laughs> no, no. But back but, to Cox. Oh, yeah. It's okay. a marvelous campaign. I have no fucking idea what it is, where it came from, what it does, how it works. It might be a Pandora's box of an AI future intelligence bent on manipulating the entirety of humanity to its whims until the point at which it's built itself from the future. I have no idea. But I that, welcome our listeners to do some like, deep diving. Paying to, you are literally paying to become the MacGuffin that's spawned out of the mental illness of their life stories. <laughs> yeah. Get back to us, listeners, if you want to do some deep diving and you actually find out what the fuck the thing does. Most I could find is a description that might actually dig down into whatever the hell the thing is. Comes from Wince, who wrote, quote, on, a, on Twitter. He's on Twitter. Cux is like Signal, but for entertainment and with a private marketplace. Also, it's quantum in nature, but I can't figure out how. I think it's just some sort of elaborate Roku, but uh, I suppose we will find out in time. <laughs> so, get cucked. Oh, you can't just use the word quantum. No. I mean, you can, but like that <laughs> it's not means fair. something. <laughs> yeah, it's not fair. You, you, you can't. Um, again... Like, whether or not, whatever it is, what my personal suspicion is that people are just going to end up being cucked by these two in some way with their money, probably. 100%. That's all I think it is. They're pay pigs. Yeah. It's a stable base of pay pigs. Yep. So, obviously, Paz, you're, are you in on the product or out on the product? In the sense of, will I get one? Are well... Do you want in it? a vaguer sense? Yeah, in a much are, yeah. Sense. Are you in as if you had like disposable income to throw at this thing just to see what would happen? Are you in or out? I, oh man, um, you know what? I could revel in the chaos. <laughs> if a yeah, genie baby. handed me fifty bucks to contribute, I would do that. There you go. I am not going to put any of my own income. <laughs> not one hour worked towards this. <laughs> what about you, Carr? Are you uh, ready to get cocked or way in? Way nice, in. nice. How... <laughs> All my Bitcoin now. Yeah, everything. <laughs> Give everything. it to me. <laughs> sell, sell, sell. Yeah, that's the news, gentlemen. That's what I've got. Cool. So that footnote I'd mentioned about the cuck box. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be quick and brief here. You may remember a white nationalist by the name of Heimbach. He was one of the guys that uh, everyone wanted to pin the neo-Nazi shit on for a while until he did actually get arrested. And the story of how he got arrested, he caught his wife sleeping with his father, father-in-law, oh. just doing some real degenerate shit. Right? Wait, but he was, okay, those are both really bad, but one of them is they're, clearly they're worse. They're both really bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I'm sorry, I just can't remember which it is, but it was... Literally that relationship, right? His wife was cucking him. Uh-huh. He climbed on a series of cardboard boxes so that he could look in his trailer window, and that's how he saw it happening. The boxes collapsed. Those two run out and caught him, and a domestic incident ensued, and that's how this dude finally got arrested. <laughs> oh, shit. So, for as much as you neo-Nazis fucked your own dad. like to- <laughs> 
<laughs> for as much as neo-Nazis like to accuse others of being cucks and whatnot, yeah. one of their most well-known, is the word I'll use, leaders was literally cucked in an extremely discomforting relationship. Yeah, I, yeah either by his own dad or by his wife's dad. <laughs> Again. It must, it must have been his dad anyways. <laughs> Man, if it's his... Imagine marrying a chick and the entire time she's fucking her own father behind your back. That's, uh... Yeah, she was screwing one of their fathers and he called her. Bitcoin anyways. can't fix that. I'll tell you. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So... Cuckbox. That's the story. Cuck White box. nationalist got arrested after he fell through a cardboard box. That's something else. Cucked. That's something else, man. I, I also, Carr, I, I see you were just pinged on Twitter by Dino. Uh, yes. Here's a little t, a little, I don't know what you want to call this, but it's interesting, and we'll give our listeners some uh, food for thought, perhaps, before, you know, we send them off with two hands on the wheel. Um, so AOC attended the Met Gala. Recently, pause. You remember this with the her stupid dress that she had? Oh yes, yep. Well, the woman who designed that dress is named Aurora James, which shouldn't mean anything to you. However, she has a boyfriend. Okay. Whose name is Benjamin Bromfman, which the last name might ring a bell to you. Benjamin Bronfman's dad is Edgar Bronfman Jr., who is a billionaire who's listed on Jeffrey Epstein's Black Book. And his aunt is Claire Bronfman, who was sentenced to 81 months in prison for her role in the Nexium sex cult. Oh, man, you've got to be fucking kidding yeah, that's me. Good. It's so AOC is two degrees language. of separation <laughs> away from... Isn't it kind of weird how... Well, look, if you want to even play that fucking game, how do we know that she wasn't, like, a service that was offered by Epstein? <laughs> how yeah. old would she have been in 2007? Yeah. yeah right. Yep. <laughs> the probably, fuck a knows, probably, a little, probably a little too old. Yeah, would, for Jeff. I would, yeah. I would venture. <laughs> well, she's, what, 30-something now? I guess I, I always no assume idea. everybody's exactly my age. I would have been, I would have been <laughs> well, that, a legal adult at that untrue. point. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'm just. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it kind of oh. weird though? How many glancing blows we have with the Nexium cult, and how, in some sense, it doesn't seem like that should have been that big of a thing. I mean, globally speaking, but it just seems like everything leads back to it in a weird way. Hmm. So yeah. what's that hashtag I sometimes use? Molestocracy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yep, yeah. The Egyptian elite built pyramids for a reason. And with that car, how many hands are on the wheel? Uh, I got two. Squaw. Scarlet Thread this week, folks. What? Oh, shit, before we cut, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I realized, I thought I was only one week late on the signal, but I'm two weeks late on the signal. Oh, probably. brutal. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's bad. Man. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, doing, I'm doing it with Jake. I should have it out before... Friday, but I think we're going to do a deep dive on the Evergrande thing. Really, I didn't really want to do any research on the Evergrande thing, so I said, Jake, why don't you come on the signal and you can present on the Evergrande thing? That way I don't have to really have to do anything. So that was... That Hell was yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so so our listeners have got a whole lot to listen to coming up, which is mm -hmm. very yeah. sexy. Very and sexy. I should be blasting back onto the timeline after my suspension is over <laughs> in the next few days. You were suspended? Yeah. 
I thought he just wasn't posting. No. How did you get suspended? I'm pretty sure I called Mark Cuban a faggot. <laughs> oh, I no, I do remember that in the group chat. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I was drunk. I think it was when I was drunk on Bourbon Street, and I just like chuckled at my phone. I was like, I'm gonna call him a faggot, and then I immediately got suspended. <laughs> oh, yeah. There goes my hero. All right. Shout out yep. to uh, Pulpo, by the oh way, who went God. down. <laughs> what a king! What an absolute Jesus king, Christ, yeah. If we're doing man. shout outs like that, so shout out to Pulpo. And uh, Neocon removers back on the timeline. So they, they're doing a little tag team, yeah. uh, which is very cool. Pause, I know you've been hyping up Scarlet Thread for a while now, so the listeners will be very excited for this, I assume. Well, I don't know. I've done a lot more hype for a few other episodes I've done, but my own internal hype clock is especially strong for this one mm. because I legitimately learned a lot oh. that I didn't know. You know, I actually got schooled by my guest on this one well, shit. in quite a few ways. So Hell yeah. that's that, that reason that my internal hype clock is way up. My boner has not gone down, I'll tell you that. My boner, yeah. I'm staying hard nope, and I'm nope, not getting no sick. No COVID here. Yeah. <laughs> no COVID here. All right. All right. For real though. Keep yeah. two hands on the wheel. Two hands on the wheel, one dick on the wheel. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>